Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kirsty Farija from Feels Like Home Professional Organisers. And I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organised. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organised. If you'd like to engage with the podcast further, you can find us at The Art of Decluttering on Facebook. Let's get started. So episode nine of the Art of Decluttering podcast. Today we'll be talking about decluttering and organizing your kids' artwork. Wow, Amy, what a you challenge! <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? Do you have crafty kids? <sighs> I am such a bad mum. I have very crafty kids. Yeah, I hate doing craft with them. I hate doing craft with them. I hate oh. it. It's like the worst. Yeah. I was really good at doing craft with my kids before they went to school. So we would watch... Do you remember the show Mr. Makeup? Ah, yes. I don't know if it's still on. Yeah, it is. I love it. We used to watch it every afternoon. And my challenge was that we would try and do an art activity every afternoon. This was with like two and four-year-olds. You're a crazy mum. I really was a crazy mum. And we would do it every... And they loved it. They absolutely loved it. But I would never keep the stuff more than about three days. Yeah. Or I would convince them to, like, gift it to someone. My poor doctor, this is a good one, my doctor has about four different art projects from my children from probably seven years ago <laughs> still on his wall in his doctor's clinic. Well, that's because he can't be bothered decluttering He's his doctor's clinic. He's such a lovely man. <laughs> He's got more of my children's artwork on display than I do. Yeah. My kids love doing art and craft. I just don't have the patience for little kids doing art and craft I know some yes. like I've got a beautiful friend and client 
who loves, loves doing craft with her kids. Like, wow. loves it. She loves it. It's her favourite thing to do. Oh, Lucy, that's so if good. you're listening, shout out to Lucy. Good on you, Lucy. She is amazing. You're the mother we wish we could be. Yes. I want to be like Lucy when I grow up. Lovely young. Lucy. Yeah, she's amazing. Me? No. Not interested. Not a fan. And so I want to give permission to all those parents who, you know, dreamt of becoming a mum and being this wonderful, arty, crafty mum who spent loads of times with their kids and now hates it. You have permission to hate it. That's why we have preschools. <laughs> That's why we have daycares. That's why kids go to school. Let them do the craft there, Kirsty says. <laughs> but if you love it like Lucy. Yes. Or if you enjoy the process of it like I used to. And do what, what do you do with though when you end up with just endless piles of artwork? And do you know what I find the biggest challenge? What do you do when it's actually good? Yes. So my client last night, they've got a daughter who's very talented. Right. I'm, That's hard. Very hard. I'm thankful that my kids, if you're listening to this in years to come, maybe you're really good now, kids, but you weren't <laughs> when you were little. <laughs> it is so much harder to declutter artwork when you genuinely feel like a child has a talent. Yes. One of my children has quite an inclination towards being a good artist and he takes after his father. So my husband is an artist, a graphic designer. He's excellent at drawing, sketching. He often gets employed to um, do cartoons. So he's really good at all that kind of stuff. And I think my youngest has inherited that, which is awesome. But it also means that we can't keep everything. And so um, rather than me feeling like I'm the mean mummy all the time, I've really just taught my kids about how do you pick what to keep? Hmm. How do you pick the things that you love and what do you do with them to keep them? And I often encourage my clients when they want to keep everything but don't have enough room to keep everything. Who does? And I encourage my clients to think about what they appreciate from their childhood. Oh, that's a good one. Do they ever regret chucking out something? Do they even remember what they drew at four and therefore do they regret their parents chucking it out? Like, do you ever wish, Amy, do you ever wish that you could sit down on a nice cozy Saturday night and look at all your artwork from when you were two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight and nine? No. Really? No, it's not no, at the it's, top of your mind? No. Funnily enough, I'd much prefer to snuggle on the couch and watch Netflix with my hubby. Yeah. It's a really good point. I'd not thought about it like that before. Really? No. I, in terms of, you know, putting yourself in that position. I love looking at some stuff from when I was little. Yeah. But I don't dwell on it. And I also go, oh, that's so cute. Like, I'm really glad that mum and dad kept one or two things for me. Yeah, that's me. right. I don't begrudge them not keeping every piece of artwork that I ever made. Yes. Particularly because I'm dumb at art. Like, I'm not good at it. So. <laughs> if you're amazing, maybe they but even But even if your kid is has got amazing talent and they become world famous and you get to be on television showing all their artwork off you know the tv crew aren't going to get all up in arms at you that you don't have the little scratchy piece of scratch that they did (laughs) when they were two and they're not also going to they're going to your children are going to be appreciative of some of their best artwork. Yes. And even that, they're not going to remember that great artwork that they did, that they didn't keep. No. They're not going to remember it. So why do we think nowadays? Because our parents certainly didn't keep everything. No, why? No, 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 no they chance. didn't. So why do we, as this generation of parents, feel this 
overwhelming desire and obligation to keep all of our kids' artworks? Great question. I want to ask the listener why they feel an obligation to keep all of their kids' artworks instead of being like the curator of an art museum for your children. That's let's right. Let's think about being curators of our kids' artwork. And let's, if they're particularly when they're older, like Amy and my kids, like ask them to make, be their own curator. Let's get them involved. Because I think that I was talking to my clients last night about how that teaches your children to become curators and to become declutterers themselves. That's right. So you're not building in the habits of chucking things out when they're not looking. And so when they just terrible discover, habit, don't do that, people. Yeah, and so totally do that when they're one and two. Oh, yeah. But when they're like 10, don't sneak their work out from under them that they think you're keeping and chuck it out on the slide because you're not doing them any favours. What we often say is we want to help our children become well-rounded, resilient, balanced adults. And um, what we do in our family with artwork is there's two options. No, sorry, I lie. There's three options when an artwork piece comes into our home. The first is you love it so much that it goes in a frame. So above my children's desks are three IKEA frames. They're, I think, a dollar each. And there's... What are they called, Amy? Oh! <laughs> You've totally nailed me. <laughs> Another episode where Amy doesn't know what an IKEA product is. I know where to get it. <laughs> I know where to get it too. <laughs> so we buy these frames and um, the children can put in there whatever they want. So one of them, I believe at the moment, has a letter that a teacher wrote him in it, encouraging him in his um, attitude at school. Another has a drawing my husband did for him. At times they've had signed football cards. and But it's whatever's special to them. And that's three frames in their bedroom. And then in our hallway, we also have a couple of frames where the children's artwork can go. And that can be on rotation. But it's actually really honouring it. This is an amazing piece of art. Let's put it in a frame and let's put it up. And that doesn't mean we send it to a framer. We're not talking about a $50 investment. It's a $1 investment that keeps it where they can look at it. Yeah, it gives honour to the child. It does. Gives honour. They're feeling encouraged that their parents are appreciative of the work that they've done. Yeah. And you're willing to show it off to the world that walks into your house. And that's what we want to show even adults is if you've got something that's really special to you, give it a place of honour and show it off. So the other thing we do with artwork, the second option is they have a rolling storage tub under their beds, and that is for any special things or artwork that they'd like to keep. So that also includes schoolwork, and they are completely responsible for that and have been since the age of two. So that's really young, but we said to them, you can put in here whatever you want, but once it's full, it's full. And so both of them have full containers under their beds, but every time they want to put in something new, they have to curate, go through, find what they don't love anymore, and then keep it. So if you think about a five-year-old, all the artwork they do in their preschool year is important to them. And so, you know, that's every single piece. But once they get to 10, they can't keep everything from five years. So they really need to learn how to curate. So I find even with my adult clients that you might have a memory box that you're keeping from when from 20 years ago. Yes. And that was some things in there were really precious to you 20 years ago. But now when you go look at it, they're not so precious to you no. anymore. High school letters, for example. Exactly. <laughs> Notes that you sent. The third option that we do is we actually have a Canara fire. And so we use the children's artwork and schoolwork that they don't want to keep 
as Firestarter. Excellent. And it's really fun. Like, they feel a little bit naughty. Yes. Because they get to scrunch it up and then light it on fire. (laughs) And so, admittedly, my children aren't particularly sentimental. So if you have particularly emotional children, that may not work, and you may be seen as a terrible parent by them. My children think I'm the coolest ever because I let them burn their schoolwork. And it might be, like, even cathartic for them. It's a little bit of, like, the year's over or a semester's over and they love it. And here's another little thing that is a great benefit to doing that is when they come to actually scrunching it up and lighting it, they get a final look at it. And so they'll often go, oh, I remember remember that when I was lighting my three times tables. And so it's that final little moment of reflection before they scrunch it up in a ball and light it. Like boys absolutely love doing. Yeah, they're great tips. We too have a folder that they keep and they have to curate this folder. Ooh. So they're only allowed a limited amount of things that will fit Fair in enough. this folder. We have in their playroom, we have a cork board. So we oh, just nice. lay their stuff in a cork board on that's the cork good. board. That's good. That's easy to switch it around to. Yes, very easy. That's a great so idea. So that's where we honour them. Yep. And then they have a folder that they can curate. What size is the folder? So the folder is only an A4 size folder. Oh, wow. So it won't fit large pieces of no. artwork in. But if it was a large, like if it was on um, butcher's paper, yeah. you could fold it up True. and fit it in there. So True. that will work. Or you could take photos of things and put it in there. So that was going to be another tip of mine was to take photos. So if you, again, we don't want to encourage digital clutter. No. We still want to be intentional about any think that we keep digitally but if you want to create a photo book of your kids artwork yeah. you could do that again that's creating clutter in a different form of a book but at least that's something like a traditional photo album that you can right. go back and look at and see the progress throughout the year what do you do with your your kids school books like the the stuff they bring home at the end of the year oh so we keep their portfolio which is like the highlights. I don't know if all states do it like this, but Victoria, um, every student gets a portfolio for a year and the teachers place in there their most important work, some of the maths works and writing, different things. So that's brilliant. It's one book and it has their report in there as well. Excellent. So it's really, really good and you can just keep that one thing. Excellent. Um, and then we also keep their creative writing book. Okay. So that's where they tell their stories and yeah, that's a great idea. we see their handwriting and it's got a lot of their – they do journals at our school. So on a Monday they'll journal about what they did on the weekend. Yes. And so I just love that. Like it's a really special thing um, but all the rest goes. So maths books, spelling books, yes. French, everything else goes because we do have the best of the best in their portfolio. So what would you recommend to us in New South Wales that don't, well, for uh, a lot, I know our school certainly don't do portfolios. Do you just get given everything? So we just get given everything. So what oh. we do yeah, is tell me. we just keep one book. Yep. Like one, so we also keep, keep, keep the creative writing. The creative writing, writing yes. And I have suggested to clients in the past, particularly in the lower years, in prep, kindy, foundation, first year, there is a significant growth in their ability so i'll say to people if you're very sentimental and you really want to hold on to that then keep 
the first book from like the first half of the year yep. and keep the last book so yeah. that you can see that real progress. Yes. But you probably don't need to do that the same for year one. No. Even though there is still a significant growth in year one, you can probably just compare the end of kindy to the end of year one. That's right. Or you could even keep the one first year of school, last year of school. You could really simplify it if you yes. wanted to. Yes. Although I, a lot of my clients are very sentimental <laughs> but that's why we want to again you are past, going to be passing this on to your children one day yeah when they move out of home when they have their own family when they have their own children and you're like oh look at what your daddy mommy could do let me show you but you're probably going to be passing that on to your children before that stage hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So my advice at this point is if you keep a whole lot of your children's artwork, schoolwork, achievements, medals, trophies to give them when they grow up and they grow up and they move out and they don't want them, that's permission to let them go. Yes. You do not need to keep them out of guilt and you do not need to keep them in your home on behalf of your adult child. No. Once your child moves out, they take their stuff with them. Exactly. And it becomes their responsibility. It's no longer your responsibility. So, so, so many parents, really of of people our age in their 30s, have things still at their parents' house. You're not 40 yet. Not yet. Your day's off. (laughs) (laughs) But parents will keep stuff. And I just say to parents that are keeping things for their adult children, call them now, tell them they've got a week to come and get it. And if they don't want it, that's no obligation. It goes in the bin. Yes. Yes, Amy is giving a very frustrated look. Drives me crazy, people. And this comes back down to feeling guilty and obliging yes. for our children. Because some some of my clients will go, oh, but they haven't got their permanent home yet. Doesn't matter. But that's not your problem. You shouldn't no. be storing stuff on behalf of your children because they don't have space or capacity or willingness. If they no. don't want it... 
if our children want their stuff, they need to find a space for That's it. That's right. And if With you, everything, from when they're yes. two to when they're 52. And if you have kept so much that they find it overwhelming to exactly. move into a share house, you've kept too much. Exactly. Let them curate it down to a quantity that they're comfortable with and they can store. Exactly. And this is exactly what I told my clients last night. I was saying to them, if you end up giving your kids a whole, like boxes and boxes of memories, they will feel overwhelmed and are likely to pivotal because they're too overwhelmed to sit yeah, and go point. through it. Just how do you feel, listeners, when you you are often feeling overwhelmed by your stuff because you see so much of it or you go to attack a problem and it is overwhelming and you stop because you can't break it down into bite-sized chunks. Brilliant. What are our children going to be like when we give them 550 tubs of IKEA tubs full of their memorabilia? Yep. They're going to go, "Whoa, hold on, I can't do this." And they're not going to spend the time going through and finding what's really important yeah. to them because they're going to feel overwhelmed. So why don't we stop right now and help them to not feel overwhelmed in 20 years time? by being curators and getting them on board to be curators of their own things so that they can process it and find the best of the best and keep the best of the best. And if they're not sentimental, that's fine. You don't need to make guilt trip them into being sentimental. They may never, ever be sentimental. So if they don't want to keep stuff, like Amy, if they don't want I'm to keep stuff. I'm not sentimental, people. People? I'm not sentimental, people. My mother kept many, many things for me. I believe it was a tea chest full of school memories. And when I got married, she said, do you want it? And I said, no, and she threw it in the bin for me. Thanks, Mum. Now, I didn't say no because I was ungrateful, and I didn't say no because I didn't care that she'd put in the effort. I said no because I wasn't interested in looking back over things I did at school. I didn't have the time or the space or the desire for it. And I also wasn't angry that she kept it. It was like... The perfect arrangement, so <laughs> it can work both ways. Yeah, and I am more sentimental than you. Yes. And I would love, and I love looking back at things, but as the more and more minimalist I have got, the more and more I have learnt and trained myself to let go of things. Brilliant. I have memories of things in of my childhood that can be brought back by certain photos. Yes. And I have memories of things of, by talking to my sister's and my brothers about things that we did and my parents about things that we do. Yeah. And remember, and I think that it comes down to remembering that we are the storehouses of our memories, not objects. Oh, that's good. We are the storehouse for our memories. Yes. That's really beautiful. So, and I know that that becomes tricky, particularly when we think about it in relation to older people who have got dementia and Alzheimer's because they no longer become the storehouses for their memories. But they're not going to be looking over their grade two maths book either. No, but that's where I encourage my clients to write down things that are really important to them, write a story. So if you've got a sentimental item that is really important to you, write down the story of it. Oh, that's beautiful. Because then that's what you can bring out and show your children and your grandchildren and you and you need to keep those stories alive. If that's really important to you, if yeah. something's really important to you, write down the story and then share the hell out of that story. Why don't you, you know, you could easily, um, as the keeper of your family history, just start a blog for your family. And then you can include the photos and the story and, and just 
Yeah, so many ideas. Yeah, and so I think that that holds true for school stuff. Like we yeah. need to, if the kids, if the kids really love that painting, tell them to dictate a story for you. It's a great idea of that painting and why that's important to them. Take a photo, turn it into a blog, or turn it into a book, or put that story. Dictate, you know, type out that story and put it into a photo album with the it's photo. Beautiful, Kirsty. Instead of keeping everything, we don't need to keep everything. I feel like we've gone from like being hardline at the start, get rid of everything to like this really beautiful conclusion of these are the ways we can treasure our memories and really reduce the clutter without taking away the experiences. Yeah, I love... Stories are so powerful. They are. And so share your stories of your sentimental precious things with your loved ones because that's when they'll keep those precious things. that's beautiful. They're not going to keep a precious thing of yours when you haven't told them why it's precious to you they're gonna go wow this is junk why did mum keep this and piff it that's gold but if they go oh this is mum's and she got it from her best friend that's when she was story. in kindy and this is really important to her now I can remember the story and I can either get rid of that stuff and still keep that story or I can keep the story and the stuff together beautiful Anyway, a bit off topic from kids' artwork, but I hope that's some tips for you. I think that would be really helpful for everyone. If you've got children, you know what to do now in terms of helping them keep their artwork or display their artwork and keep that in control. And if you're an adult that has still got your childhood artwork, maybe it's time for you to go through that as well and curate to find the few pieces that you really love. So we're so glad that you joined us today. We hope that you'll tune in next week for episode 10. Yay! See you next time. See you, bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, do a girlfriend a favor and share this episode so she too can learn the art of decluttering. You can find me, Amy, over at simplyorganized.net or on Facebook as simplyorganizedpo. You can find me, Kirsty, over at feelslikehome.net.au or on Facebook as feelslikehomepo. Don't forget, you can see the show notes in your podcast app, so if there's anything you want more information on, then check it out there. If you love what you hear, we would really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes and you can always subscribe to us. We hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some great tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home organized. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 
Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.